0: Episode 32 of the Pilot to Pilot Podcast takes off now. What is going on, Aviation Nation, and welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am your host, Today is the Pilot to Pilot Ask Me Anything episode. A couple months ago, I reached out to you guys asking what you wanted to know from me. And today is the time for me to release that podcast. I hope you enjoy it. It is just me talking today for about 25 to 30 minutes. I hope I don't bore you too much. I know I usually have some cool guests on for you. And next week, we will have some awesome guests. I'm starting to record a lot more, starting to get more episodes for this year. 2018 is going to be a great year for Pilot to Pilot. cannot wait to see where it goes. If you enjoy this episode, you know what to do leave us a review on itunes you can also leave us a review on facebook you can also let us know if you like it via instagram at pilot the pilot or send us an email at pilot the pilot hq at gmail.com also if you want to come on the podcast please reach out to us via email i truly believe that everyone's story should be shared and that everyone's story can help encourage and inspire an aviator to continue or to start their aviation training. So if you're just afraid to share your story because you don't think it can be impactful, you are wrong, it can be impactful, and please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I try very hard to respond to everyone's emails, everyone's DMs. If I haven't, please give me time. I will try to respond to them as fast as possible also go ahead and check out our patreon page patreon.com slash pilot pilot if you love the podcast please support us on there this helps us create this content this helps us create even more content and things that we just have for the future that we want to have planned that we want to produce for you guys we have some crazy ideas and the only way to do that is through patreon so we're truly 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 thankful for all of our patreon supporters I also want to go ahead and say that we want to do a ton of giveaways this year. Most of our giveaways will be done through the Patreon page, so you do not want to miss out on that. You can enter those giveaways with as little as $1 a month. And also, we're going to be doing some sweet affiliate codes. We have our first one so far. That is through flyingeyesoptics.com. You use the code PILOT2PILOT. Pilot. Instead of TO, use the number 2. So PILOT2PILOT. number two, pilot. And you can get 10% off of Flying Eyes sunglasses. I love those sunglasses as they are just so lightweight and so comfortable. It is... Awesome to wear those on my five-hour flights down to Laredo or down to Mexico. You don't even feel like you're wearing them. So go ahead and check that out. Head out to FlyingEyesOptics.com. Use the code PILOTTOPILOT. Pilot. Aviation Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And without further ado, the Pilot to Pilot Ask Me Anything begins. What is going on, Aviation Nation? And welcome to the Pilot to Pilot Ask Me Anything edition. This is going to be the first time that I've kind of opened up a little bit of my story and about the questions that you guys have specifically asked me when I did not Ask Me Anything poll on my Instagram at pilot to pilot. Make sure you're following us there because we are going to continue to do these sporadically. So you can get to know a little bit more about me. There is a podcast in the works about my story and all about me. If that's something you guys want to hear, let me know. Also, let me know who you would want to interview me. Would you want it to be someone on Instagram, my wife, uh, Captain Corey one time reached out to me and said that he'd be interested in it. So let me know who you'd want to interview me and I'll try to get them to do that. And let's go ahead and get started on this podcast here at The Pilot, The Pilot Ask Me Anything. The first question that I have is, what is your favorite aircraft that you have ever flown? This is by far the easiest question that I'll probably answer all day as the favorite airplane that I've ever flown is by far the PC-12. There's nothing that can beat the Pilatus. I mean, the only thing that I hate about the Pilatus is that for some reason our freight cargo outfitted PC-12s do not stay warm very long. So when we're flying at 27,000 feet, it gets down to about like two or four degrees in the cabin. So it doesn't matter what time of year it is. We got to dress accordingly and dress and be prepared to freeze our butts off when we're flying down to Laredo and flying down to Mexico and those 14 hour trips. So you got to make sure you do that. But the Pilatus is a great aircraft. We can pretty much go anywhere and, everywhere in that plane. We go to Mexico, we go down to California, Colorado, high density altitudes don't really matter in that plane. And you can take a ton of stuff. I mean, you can put 1300 pounds just right in the door, which I know if you're not really big on freight, you don't really know what I'm talking about. But you can put a 1300 pound skid right in the door and not have to worry about center of gravity or worry about anything else. That thing is a beast and it will go. The next question is what is your ultimate goal slash dream job? I will have to say my ultimate goal is just to enjoy the flying that I'm doing. There are so many things that you can do wrong in this career. Number one is chase money. I know right now flying for the airlines is so intriguing because they are just paying so much money. But there was a time where they were not paying money. There was a time where people were not enjoying that job. So things do change. So do what you love. Do a job that you want to do. Don't worry about just making money because airlines are not for everyone. Net jets is not for everyone. Corporate world is not for everyone. Freight is not for everyone. So find something you love. Continue to do it. Don't worry about the money. It will come down the line, but don't make that the number one thing you're worried about when finding a job. Next question I have is, how can you tell if a school has a good maintenance program? The number one thing I would do is ask around. Ask the pilots that are there. Ask the CFIs. Ask anyone that has to do with a flight school and get someone that has an opinion that you would trust because a lot of times people aren't going to lie to you. They're going to let you know what the deal is. Obviously, if you ask the owner, they're going to tell you that it's great. But you can also look at the maintenance logs. Those are fully available for anyone to look at. You can talk to the maintenance shop people, you can talk fellow CFIs, you can talk to fellow students. Let them know what their experience has been with the flight school. Obviously, if they had 7 emergencies in the last year, maybe you should look elsewhere. A lot of times you'll find that the cheaper flight school is not the best option, and a lot of times you also find that the most expensive flight school isn't the best option because a lot of times you don't need all that nice equipment or if they're the most expensive, they might be charging more for no reason. So make sure you're into at all that, but to truly find out what the maintenance is like, you need to talk to the people that are at the flight school as that is how you're gonna get all the information that you need. Maybe you can also talk to former students, but always, always, always take their comments with a grain of salt because a lot of people are jaded. A lot of people kind of get frustrated and they kind of talk bad about people so make sure you take over a grain of salt but as it goes to maintenance do your research because you do not want to get on with a flight school that has bad maintenance because if you have an engine failure of anything that could go on your record and the faa people could see that and also you want to be worried about your safety and you don't want to make sure that you put yourself in a bad situation when you don't necessarily have to all right here's one what is the worst thing about the kind of flying that you're currently doing and why all right This is a loaded question. The worst thing that I do about flying, there's actually a couple things, and don't get me wrong, I do like my job, I do enjoy the flying that we do, but there are just some days where everything is stacked up against you, you have so much going against you, and you have all these thunderstorms, you have heavy freight, the plane takes forever to take off, it's just a long flight, crazy headwinds, there's a lot of decisions that you need to make when you're a freight pilot. You kind of have dispatch on your side or customer service representatives, depending on what outfit you're working for. For me, we have customer service representatives, so all of the things fall on the pilot. They Yes, we get filed. Yes, they tell us where to go to pick up, but it's up to the pilot to make sure that, that airport and that everything is going well. So we need to make sure we're on our toes on that. Thunderstorms are probably my least favorite thing about flying in general. As a freight dog, I'm sure you guys have heard stories, single pilot IFR, about how they kind of test the limits and they... Put their plane in situations that they shouldn't really be in and that is hard. It's hard to find the balance between what you feel comfortable in and appeasing your company and making sure you know when to say no. I have personally only said no one time when I've been flying in for 135 freight and I've been flying for two years so I've definitely flown through some interesting stuff. I would say that I felt safe in everything I did It's good to know what you feel comfortable with, and don't ever go above those limits. Set those limits high, and if your company is pushing you to do stuff you don't feel comfortable with, maybe it's time to find a new company. Maybe it's time to step away, or maybe it's time just to get training. Maybe it's time to go up with your chief pilot, go up with your director of ops, go up with someone. Just tell them, hey, I don't feel comfortable flying this. Can you come with me on this trip? And I'm sure nine times out of 10, every company will be okay to do that, because they want you to feel comfortable what you're flying with. Because at the end of the day, if you get in an accident or something goes wrong, that's money lost on them and that's a pilot loss that's a lot of things that could go wrong for that company one failure one crash one something can make a company go to bankrupt really fast so they want to make sure you're safe that you feel safe and that you get the freight there as fast as possible but also make sure you are safe as possible another thing to note is that even if you take a deviation around a thunderstorm it's going to add five maximum 10 minutes to your flight. So it is not a big deal at the end of the day. So take that deviation. It doesn't matter how far away you feel like you need to go take the deviation. You're going to be okay and the customer will be all right. Also don't let customers talk you into stuff that you don't feel comfortable doing either. There are some times where they're going to be asking you to do things that you might not necessarily feel comfortable to do. So make sure you stand your ground and you let them know that you are the PIC and you let them know when you'll take off. If I don't know what plane I'm flying, how do I start preparing for a type rating? I would honestly say that it's impossible to prepare for a type rating if you don't know what plane you're going to be flying. So I would just study the current things that you are right now. So say if you're in flight school right now and you want to prepare for your 737 type rating for Southwest... Don't even worry about it. Don't even think that far ahead. Worry about the training that you have going on right now and just focus on that because that type rating is so far away. You need to really focus on your instrument. You need to focus on being proficient. You need to focus on the task at hand. So don't get caught up in thinking to the future. Just worry about what's going on right now. And one of two things come from that. Number one is that you don't know where you're going to be working. So it's impossible to type rating. Obviously, if you're going to go the regionals route, there's a good chance you're going to be flying a CRJ or an Embraer. Or you're gonna be flying one of those aircraft. So it's okay to kind of study those systems, but I still won't even do that because you're gonna go through some crazy ground school when you get on with a the regional. They're gonna make sure you're up to date and ready to go for a type rating. All right, here's one. Can a pilot be tall? I am six foot two. I consider that semi tall. So yeah, a pilot can be tall. I think the military has more restrictions on how tall you can be, but airlines will pretty much let any height. Obviously, if you're like seven foot five, I don't think you could be a pilot, but I don't think there's been many chances of a guy that's seven foot five that doesn't play in the NBA. So I doubt they'd want to be a pilot. Are there any follow-up interviews with guests you have already interviewed? I would absolutely love to talk to everyone. It is just so hard to get everyone's schedules to to mesh up and to work out. But I mean, I'm looking forward to maybe possibly having Drizzle on again, Stabilizer Motion, who is no more, Carlsbad Pilot, and pretty much everyone that I've interviewed. I can't think of them all right now, but I'm looking forward to get everyone on the show. So that should be fun. What is the best layover time killer? For me, it is sleeping. I know that's not very fun, but I only get 10 hours of rest. Sometimes I get 11 hours of rest depending on how much I fly. If we go over eight hours, we get a couple of extra hours sometimes. So I would say sleep. Get as much rest as possible. That is the most important thing you can do when you fly is make sure you're rested because it is up to the PIC to be fit for that flight that the company expects you to fly. And there's nothing worse than getting then having a 10 hour block of rest and only sleeping for four, then go fly for 14 hours after you've already done a 14 hour duty day. So make sure you get that rest. It is very, very important. When I flew aerial survey, I had more time to go explore and kind of enjoy the cities I was in. So I'd say for that instance, it would be just to explore the city, step outside your comfort zone, go walk around, go see what's going on in different cities, different states, different countries, kind of Get the full experience of where you are so you can just become not necessarily a better person, but you can become more aware of what there is around you and that you can just learn more and see more of this beautiful world that we live in. Why did I become a pilot? All right. So my grandpa was a pilot. My dad was a pilot, but I truly never wanted to be a pilot. I never really thought that it was an option until I got to college. I knew that flying was going to be fun. I knew that flying would be fun. I knew that flying sounded something like I would like to do. But it really wasn't until I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old, my dad called me and he said he had an opportunity for me to fly in a 737 simulator. So I jumped on that as fast as possible. I got in the simulator and it was so much fun. It was so realistic. It was so much fun putting the throttles full forward, you know, totally overspeeding, over-temping everything and just doing whatever I want in a 737. But I got to shoot an eyeless approach, a full eyeless approach and I don't know how much I was actually flying but the guy that was running the simulator said that I was doing a better job than most of the pilots that are there so that gave me the confidence and gave me the ability to start thinking that hey this is something that I could actually do as some of you know I did play football in college and my main goal until I started really doing flight training was to play in the NFL or major league baseball because I actually played baseball too but I just always wanted to be a pro I always wanted to go pro I always thought I was gonna go to the NFL and then when I got to Ohio State I started realizing that there are people that were six foot six 260 pounds that ran four 440s and if you're not really familiar with what a 40 is it's a 40 yard dash and it's how fast you go from zero yards to 40 yards and they did it in 4.4 seconds weighing that much is incredible his name was Terrell Pryor I saw him I saw how far he could throw I saw how fast he could run and I immediately knew that the NFL was probably not going to be an opportunity for me so then I started looking elsewhere I took a couple of business classes didn't really like business and then I finally took my first flight lesson and the second I took off off the ground I looked left I looked right and I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Any other dreams in life? I kind of mentioned it there. My dreams growing up were always to be a professional athlete. It started with basketball, started with baseball, started with football. Um, baseball is by far my best sport, but I just hated baseball with all my heart. I don't. I just couldn't sit there for eight hours or nine hours, what it felt like it was only two hours. But it just took forever. I was a pitcher, and I could pitch really well. But when I made the switch from pitching to throwing a football, because I didn't start playing football until ninth grade, and that really affected my motion and affected my accuracies. So I was kind of frustrated with that. So I quit baseball, focused on football, eventually went to Ohio State, still thought I was going to go pro. Then after my first quarter there, I realized it wasn't going to happen. But I kind of just love flying. I want to do that right now. I also want to see where I can take pilot the pilot, created a business, maybe kind of rival with sporties or maybe kind of get up to that level where people understand and see pilot the pilot as a household name and a great business. Why do pilots get burnt out? This is a great question. The number one way that I can see pilots getting burnt out is two things. One, you are focusing on the money. And number two, you try to fly as much as possible 24-7 Number two is so key to so many people. They just have this idea that they want to be a professional airline pilot. They want to fly for net jets. They want to fly corporate. They need to get their hours as fast as possible. And I preach to get your hours as fast as possible. But you have to enjoy your life. If you're not enjoying your life, you're going to get burnt out of everything you're doing. There's going to be a time where you have to fly through all these thunderstorms. You're going to be flying that... You're going to be doing flying that you just don't want to do and you're going to get burnt out and you're going to want to stop doing that. So make sure you find a balance in life between going and hanging out with your friends rather than studying all the time or rather than going flying. Now it's a beautiful day. Maybe take a friend up and go for a fun flight. Don't always train. Go have fun. Flying is fun. You could do things that some people would kill to do. So you have a great opportunity. So just make sure you have fun and don't get burnt out. All right, another question about my football career. Would I ever go semi-pro? And that is an absolute no. There's only one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to play football at the highest level. That's why I went to Ohio State. And if I wanted to go pro, I'd want to play at the highest level as well. And that would be the NFL. There's no nothing against anyone that's still trying to get the NFL dream, but I came to the point in my life where maybe I could have been a practice quarterback for an NFL team. Maybe I could have played XFL or that's not a league anymore. Maybe I could have played arena football or football in Europe. But you don't get paid very much. And I didn't want to get behind on my flying career. So I wanted to get in as soon as possible so I can start that. As my flying career was already delayed a little bit by playing football at Ohio State. Because I had to balance the two between playing football and going flying. So I would definitely say absolutely not on semi-pro. And I'm also not in shape or athletic enough to play semi-pro football anymore. So there. Did I put more time into football or flying when I was in college? I would definitely say I put more time in a football football was the most important aspect of my college career in college just in general everything was football whether it was film whether it was working out I had to cancel so many flights just because I was so tired from football and our workouts our workouts were crazy intense especially after coach Meyer got there so I would definitely say I put so much more time in a football I will say that they loved the fact that I was a pilot and they would let me Pretty much go fly whenever I wanted to, and they would let me come to practice late sometimes or leave practice early if I had to, but I just never felt comfortable enough to really, truly take advantage of that, so I made sure I put football number one all the time, because that's why I was at school, and that was my number one priority at the time. What is my favorite airplane and favorite approach that I've ever flown? My favorite airplane, as I said earlier, is the PC-12. But my dream airplane to fly would probably be the 777. I've always loved the 777. We have a family friend that flies the 777, and it's a great airplane. It's one that I would love to fly. My favorite approach, I flew a visual approach into Nogales, Arizona. It was the most beautiful approach I've ever flown in my life. Also, doing some flying in Mexico. Whenever we get to actually fly visually, it is beautiful. The mountains there are crazy. And it's crazy to think when we're flying an ILS, IFR approach, full DME, that we're flying around all these mountains and just how important it is to make sure that you stay on glide slope and stay within the limits because there are mountains there and those are there for a reason. How many hours do I have? That would require me to update my logbook, which I haven't done in quite some time. So I will go ahead and say that I have around 2,800 hours. I will say right now that you need to go ahead and sign up with Cordyne Aviation's Log10 Pro X as soon as possible. Make sure you sign up for that so you can get your electronic logbook going. This is not really an ad for them. I just truly, truly, truly love that product. It is so easy to stay up to date. I'm a couple months off because I've just been lazy. But literally, all you have to do is hit fly now and stop flying. And that is updated for that time. What's my next job? Is it going to be regionals or charter? I When I was younger and I first started flying, I always wanted to go airlines. There was no doubt about it. Regionals and major airline. But now, after flying Aerial Survey and after flying 135 Charter, I've just really fell in love with the general aviation side of things. I mean, everything has its pluses and minuses, and everything's kind of crazy and hectic in the 135 world. But I just truly love general aviation. I love FBOs. I love talking to the line service guys. I love customer service. I love talking to people. I actually like flying cargo as well, but I just really like what you can do on the general aviation side. So I look to try to stay into that, maybe 91K, maybe some charter, maybe some corporate. But if the airlines come calling down the road, that is definitely something that I will look into and definitely something that I would love to do as well. It's kind of one of those things I said before in some other podcasts is I have a goal But I know truly that to get to that goal might not be realistic. So I might have to go here instead of going there. So I just need to be open to everything and just I need to take everything in and see what the best move is for me and also my family because it's also important to make sure my wife is happy. She is applying to med school, so we need to make sure she's going to go wherever she wants to go and I can still support her and I can still have a great job as well. That's the good thing about flying is there are so many opportunities and so many jobs in so many states and so many cities that it shouldn't be a problem. But I just want to fly for a company that I truly love and just do some flying that I truly love as well. All right. If I knew what I know now, would I have done anything differently? Um, I would honestly say no, because I've never wanted to be a CFI. And I always knew I didn't want to be a CFI. I didn't know how I could get to where I am today without being a CFI, but it worked out. I applied to so many companies. I've mentioned this maybe once or twice before in my Instagram stories, but I actually applied to every single job I could possibly find in different countries in Australia and Europe and New Zealand to try to get in with their flying, to try to get in, whether it was on the management side or whatever it was. But I wanted to do everything I could to try to fly and just experience what aviation was all about and see what I could do. So that's one thing that I always wanted to do. Um, I loved my passion path i loved aerial survey i mean i had an engine failure which sucked but i got to get i got 600 hours of multi-time which is incredible for someone that only had 800 hours where i had 200 single engine 600 multi-engine so that was something that i was just very lucky to have Um, and then i got this 135 freight job which has been fun it has been crazy it has been stressful sometimes but it has given me I'm just so much a better pilot from flying this job and from flying freight just because the demands are so high and you have to do so much to make sure that you're up to date with your proficiency and it's just just a great job. And I think that single pilot 135 flying is the best experience that you can do in order to get the job that you want to get. I think that companies are starting to realize that now and I think that they're starting to understand the demands that those pilots go through and how they're oftentimes flying tired, how they have to make decisions really fast, how they have to not only appease the company but also appease the customer. They might not They may not be flying customers on the plane, but they do have a customer they have to make happy. So it's definitely a good idea to do that. You can apply to those jobs as little as 500 hours. So make sure you're looking for those. All right, do you like Airbus or Boeing? If it ain't Boeing, I'm not going 100%. My dad flew for US Airways and flew for Piedmont and flew for American. So I've always been a Boeing fan. If I could fly any plane, what would it be? Uh, Let's see, I said the 777, I said the PC-12. I would also love to fly the Beaver. I think that plane is so cool and I think it'd be so much fun to fly. So if anyone has that plane and wants to let me fly it, hit me up. You know where to find me, pilot Pilot HQ at (laughs) gmo.com. What's my favorite airline? I am from Charlotte, North Carolina, so my really only experience with airlines is American Airlines or U.S. Airways or U.S. Air, whatever you want to call it. If you literally go to the Charlotte airport, you will see 99% American Airlines and nothing else. So I've flown standby on them. I've gotten to fly to China in business class there. I'm back. I've flown to Hawaii. I've had to sleep in a lot of airports via standby, but American Airlines is where it's at. What's my favorite airline livery? Uh, The New Zealand All Black is pretty cool. I actually really do love the new American Airlines livery. Um, One that I've always hated for some reason is the Southwest livery. I don't know. I could just never get behind it. People love it and think it's so cool, but I've just never gotten behind it. Also a note on Southwest, their boarding policy seems like the most stressful thing I've ever seen in my life. I would much rather buy a ticket and have someone tell me where I'm sitting or have the choice of where I'm sitting before rather than have to fight it out with someone at the airport. Uh, Another one that's great is JetBlue's Blueprint. That is a good one as well. What's the ultimate pilot job? That comes down to you and you alone. There are so many different routes that you can go on, so many different routes that you can find in this career. Just find one that makes you happy. There are just so many things that make other people happy that might not necessarily be right for you. I've talked to so many airline pilots that have also said that their friends have been airline pilots, but hated flying for the airlines and they found it to be happier making less money flying corporate because it's not all about money. It's also about quality life and some corporate gigs, offer you an amazing quality of life. I mean, Ask Pilot Vlogs, Captain Corey, he is in the corporate world and he came out with a video that said why he became a corporate pilot and why he didn't go to the airlines. That is a great option to do as well. So make sure you are looking out for yourself, looking out for your family, doing the job that offers you the best money, best quality of life, and one that you truly, truly enjoy. What do I not like about flying the Pilatus? It gets so cold in that plane. That is number one. Number two is the sunshade sucks. It is the worst sunshade I have ever used in my life. So that sunshade is terrible and the sun just beams in your face. That is why I've started using flying eye sunglasses, which I love so much. They're so lightweight. They are great. Also, if you go to sunglasses... If you go to Flying Eyes Sunglasses and use the code PILOT2PILOT, pilot, so PILOT, the number two, and PILOT, you will get 10% off, which is great, which is awesome. Go ahead and use that code. Make sure you're getting that discount and don't miss out on that. All right, here we go. We have one more. If I could be based overseas, where would I want to live? What foreign airline would I want to fly for? All right, so that's two questions. If I could be based overseas, 100%, I would choose Australia or New Zealand. I don't know why. I've always wanted to fly in Australia and New Zealand. Always wanted to live in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. I talked to a couple Australians. They said Sydney and Melbourne are not where you want to live and Brisbane's where it's at. So Brisbane is the future. Brisbane is where I want to go. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but that is on the goal to go at least visit, maybe possibly live. Foreign airline I want to fly for? That's a tough one too, because like I said earlier, I've just grown up flying for American Airlines. I would honestly say, I think it'd be cool to fly for Qantas or Air New Zealand, specifically because in my education at Ohio State, we watched the Air New Zealand promo videos and they were hilarious. So I would definitely go with Air New Zealand just for that fact. All right, Aviation that is a wrap on the Pilot The Pilot Ask Me Anything. Let me know what you think about this. Let me know what you think about just me having the microphone and talking. I know a lot of times that you hearing other people talk, but let me know what you think about this. If you want another one, let's go ahead and do it. Send some questions. If you enjoyed this episode, also leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to our Instagram, Pilot the Pilot. Leave us a review on Facebook. We're also starting reviews on there as well. Like I said earlier, we're having some affiliate codes. We're partnering with some companies to give you discounts on some awesome aviation gear. The first one that we have is the Flying Eye Sunglasses. So if you use the discount code pilot2pilot with a number 2 instead of TO, so pilot2pilot number 2, you will get 10% off on your purchase and it's just a great way to save money Aviation is so expensive, so I'm trying to incorporate and get a bunch of discount codes for you guys so we can save you money and just make this as easy as possible. Aviation thank you guys so much. Like I said, if you like this, if you like this format, let me know. I can talk on a mic for 20, 30 minutes anytime. So hit me up. If you want to send me a message, send me an email, pilot 2 at gmail.com. I hope you guys are flying a lot. I hope 2018 has been great on you guys. Until next time, guys, happy flying.